0: welcome to the Urban Permaculture Podcast. My name's Heather with Hogs and Hens Urban Farm and I'm so glad that you decided to join me today. On this podcast I talk about all things permaculture related, um, specifically related to the city, and we talk about homesteading and all things sustainable living. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Make sure, if you haven't yet, check us out on Facebook. We have a page, Hogs and Hens Urban Farm. You can find us on Twitter, at Hogs and Hens. You can also find our website, www.hogsandhensdayton.com. And of course, if you love the show, please make sure to give us a follow and give us a review if you haven't already yet. It really helps the page quite a bit. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. And now it's time for the show. Hello and welcome to the Urban Permaculture Podcast. I'm Heather with Hogs and Hens Urban Farm, and I got a really fun episode lined up for you guys this week. It is is—it is always a privilege to get to interview a friend. And this friend has been along for the ride with us with Hogs and Hens Urban Farm since the beginning. And I've really enjoyed watching his business grow and take off. And what started as a hobby and a passion has turned into an incredible business and a beautiful green thing right here in Dayton. And so today we're going to be speaking with Mark from Dayton Microgreens, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, Mark, thanks for being on the show today. Um, Give us a an intro. Tell us who you are and a little bit about uh,
1: what you do. Awesome, thank you, Heather. It's uh <clears throat> sorry about my voice. I've kind of lost my voice, everybody, but bear with me. uh In the Sinus Valley that we live in, it's and uh, I've also been talking a lot at farmers markets a lot lately, so my voice isn't what it uh, should be. But uh <laughs> I'm excited, extremely excited to be here and be a part of this, uh, watching your guys's whole scenario blow up and uh what you've got going on is amazing and i really as a an urban farmer uh this is the the juices that gets me flowing i really enjoy this stuff i've become uh, quite obsessed with with urban farming and permaculture it's it's amazing and fun and good for all ages and uh, very therapeutic for me uh it started out as a uh, which I guess I need to back up. My full name is Mark Tarziers. Uh, I am the owner-operator, wear all the hats and feathers at Dayton Microgreens, uh, com. if anybody wants to look it up <clears throat> uh, during this podcast. But we, uh, it started out as a health crisis in my life in 2018, and uh, I was morbidly obese. I had serious health issues. Uh, I had got diagnosed with diverticulitis and they were talking about taking out 12 feet of my intestines and a permanent colostomy bag. And the surgeon was sitting there, you know, going over our options. And he was saying that, uh, no more corn on the cob for you at cookouts, buddy. And I was devastated. I didn't, you know, other than all the other things, but, uh, this one little kind of inclining of. No more corn on the cob or strawberries or any kind of uh, delicious, fun stuff that I like to eat. I was gonna have to cut that out of my lifestyle. And um, so I'm laying in the hospital bed for three or four days. Uh, This is in 2018. And uh, I look up corn alternatives. And what comes up is corn microgreen. And what the heck is a microgreen? I did the same thing like everybody else does when they first hear the name microgreen they don't really know what it is. So I had plenty of time on my hands laying in that hospital bed for the next couple of days. And I uh, went down that rabbit hole and started watching, you know, YouTube videos and tutorials. And, uh, and I've got a couple green thumbs from my grandparents when I was young, uh, helping them out in the gardens. So I naturally was, uh, gravitated towards growing but i've kind of gotten away from it as you become an adult and get into construction and create a family you kind of don't really uh, have a whole lot of time for your passions and stuff so it just kind of gets swept under the rug a little bit but it ended up being uh, very therapeutic for me so i ordered to see like growing when i was a kid so i you know i kind of got back into it and before I left the hospital, I'd already ordered seeds and I'd watched all the you know, a whole bunch of YouTube videos and um I was like I could I could give this a shot, you know, why not? I saw where some of the the great which I call the godfathers of microgreens like Nate Dodson and um Curtis Stone or some of the the forefathers of the microgreens movement and uh my hats go off to those guys for all the the pavement stones that they put out for all of us <laughs> to get the ball rolling. Uh, And I'm looking forward to meeting them one day. It's it's one of my my goals is to meet those guys. They're legends, and uh, I I appreciate all they've done for everybody. So I I ordered some seeds and uh, started dabbling in it, and uh, it was just kind of a hobby-ish. I had four flats going, just kind of ballparking. Life would happen. They'd die and get back to it. It was just kind of messing around. But it was, you know, I was like, uh, for some reason, I just kept doing it a little bit more here and there, here and there. And I kept showing up to family functions and events and cookouts. And uh, I couldn't eat the corn, but I I had corn microgreens. yeah. Uh, So showing up and and bringing them all those kinds of things. And after so many years of me showing up to every cookout or every (laughs) family event with bags of these microgreens... Uh, they're like, Wh- whatever you're doing, it's amazing, it's pretty neat. Uh, you should really do something with this and I was like, Ah, eh, it's just, you know, something I'm dabbling in, in the background and um but then I started to get a little bit more serious because I started noticing some health, you know, benefits from it. Um, uh, you know, they are four to forty times more nutrient dense in the microgreens form. So I started getting a little bit of success on some digestion help. My skin started clearing up, I started losing a little bit of weight, uh Started getting some buzz, I so I, I, everybody's like, "Do something with it." So we launched January first of twenty twenty officially, uh, <laughs> and worst time ever in a hundred in a hundred years to start uh, a new business, especially when I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Uh, so we got accepted February of twenty twenty to the biggest farmers market in our town, which is Second Street Market. <clears throat> and uh, they rolled the dice on us being a newbie company and let us scale up to help, you know, feed and provide uh, nutritional microgreens to our community. And then it ended up going to uh, the next month, which was March of 2020, when the world shut down due to the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, so that was an, a very crazy time and to start a business and to deal with those trials and tribulations. And Luckily, we were small and I had a good job at the time, uh, and this was kind of just like a hobby thing. So we weathered all those storms and and got through all the pandemic stuff and all the craziness they made us, the hoops and stuff they made us jump through. Uh, but also, it was important to provide, you know, nutritional food for the community, especially when we were going through, you know, the tough times of the lockdown, the pandemic, uh, and we survived. So now I feel like a one-star general. I feel like I can... <laughs> Uh, navigate whatever kind of situations are coming up, so I'm a lot more confident in my abilities and my, my growing skills. I just honed them and polished them, just sitting there sharpening my knife the entire time while everybody was locked down and I was still pumping out microgreens like I didn't even stop. So,
0: <laughs> Well, and it started out as as a small hobby, and now Mark is selling tray after tray after tray of these microgreens, and you've really scaled up. You started with Second Street Market, which is our huge farmer's market here. That was a big jump it into was the huge. pool.
1: Yeah, we went from zero to the biggest platform <laughs> in town yeah. where there's 40-plus indoor vendors year-round, plus another 20 outside in the summertime. Uh, so that was a big deal. Like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. and My wife was like, you need to do this because I didn't, I'd never been to Second Street Market. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the farmer's market community and, and shopping local. I didn't understand. I knew it was important, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into. We jump both feet in, and uh, it's been a wild, wild ride.
0: It is, and what started as one farmer's market, you now deliver to customers in the Dayton area. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark has picked up some uh, partnerships with catering companies to provide all the microgreens for them, um, including the biggest names in catering in our area, which is is huge. In addition to that, you're doing how many farmer's markets now?
1: Uh, so we, this year, we're on pace. I've committed to... Four of them, but two of them are major, and then some of them are just like monthly events, uh, Mm -hmm. periodically pop ups. But I've been invited to every single farmer's market in our community uh, within a 30 mile radius. They've all reached out to me. They all want a premium microgreens vendor, and there isn't anybody. And that's what I, when I looked this up, when we, when uh, my friend Bob and I started looking at, looking up a like competition in town, and nobody was really doing it on a big scale. So, I was like, all right, let's go, let's do it. And uh now we're in, you know, Second Street Market, Oakwood Farmers Market. Uh we're doing some other ones at some breweries here in town. Yeah. Um all the high we're getting into the high end restaurants. It's mostly fine dining and high end catering, um, the bougie uh foods, but that food porn, uh for them to make their take their pictures It's critical for these businesses that want to sell to high-end clients to have premium microgreens. So there is a supply and a demand, Uh, not to mention they're sneaking really good nutrition in there. that They don't even really, most of it's for photography purposes, uh, but uh, they're also getting the nutritional side of it.
0: And the flavor, I I was very impressed the first time I tried microgreens with the amount of flavor packed into these tiny little these itty bitty little tiny leaves. And when he says he's he's expanded to the fine dining, I can tell you that his reach is is pretty far and wide. Uh, Bob and I went in December to a fine and rare cigar event um, that was uh, a very pricey dinner, um, a very wonderful meal and we were so excited as we're sitting there and they're announcing each course each course was served you know one at a time with a detailed explanation of what you were about to to consume and when he got to the part with it being a micro green salad He gave a presentation because he had been so impressed with Mark and the work that he's doing. And so before we had dinner, we got to hear all about how amazing Mark is, which we already knew that. I mean, let's be (laughs) honest, we did. But it was really nice to hear that and to hear all the people in the room going, microgreens, what are those? So with that in mind, so what exactly are microgreens?
1: So they are baby vegetables or herbs, and they're... What was kind of a shoot stage, it's kind of been rebranded as a microgreen. It's the first 14 to 30 days before they get their second set of leaves known as their true leaves or their chydelion leaves. Uh, I always butcher that word, but it's close enough. You guys will figure it out. Um, But (laughs) it's so when they do that, that they're at their peak nutrition. Uh, Mother Nature gives them an extra burst of uh, nutrition and energy to push through rocks, dirt, branches, whatever it takes to get to light to get to that. Part where they can start the maturity journey, uh, so they're supercharged. That's what I tell everybody. They're they've got turbos and superchargers stacked on top of each other, and uh, these little plants pack a big punch. And like you said about the flavor, you know we've we've branched off. Most companies do what I call the Fab Four, which is broccoli, radish, peas, and sunflowers. So those are the, the basic four microgreens that are pretty much guaranteed money and when you're starting your own business and getting into the microgreens world. But my ADD is very strong. And once I found out that there was 20, 30, 50 different varieties of microgreens that I could grow, my ADD got a hold of it. And now we offer 20-plus varieties on a weekly basis, which not too many other microgreens companies out there, especially a one-man band like myself. <clears throat> so we went from, you know, 10 flats a week for the local farmer's market at Second Street to we just broke 62 flats a week, which is a Significant amount within a short amount of time because uh, it wasn't but at the beginning of the year we were doing 20 25 flats
0: Yeah, So the microgreens industry is really, really taking off. I know I've started hearing it more and more in mainstream media, you know, the talk about microgreens. And, you know, one of the benefits I found, it's awesome because there's no off-season
1: for uh, microgreens. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit before we started this. Uh, Winter time is when the traditional farms kind of dry up a little bit and kind of hunker down and they just kind of camp out and weather the, the winter like they usually do. But uh, it ramps up for me. That's my busy season at the farmers market. I'm still pumping out fresh produce. Uh, I'm pumping out, you know, peas and carrots and um, wasabi microgreens that I've uh, got all kinds of crazy flavors that and, and nutrition, and it's just as fresh as every time they show up to get it as the last time they came and got it. So, yeah. it's it's fantastic.
0: Well, and, you know, you said you've got like 20 different plus varieties of microgreens. What are some of the the types of crops that people might be surprised to know you can eat as a microgreen, a little baby plant? Uh,
1: There's, there's quite a few different ones that really even kind of shocked us that we were kind of surprised about. We did do an experiment at Halloween because uh, everybody guts their pumpkin and we got all these pumpkin seeds. And we're like, why don't we try these as microgreens? And surprisingly, they do very well as a microgreen. For the first couple weeks, and then they start getting pretty fibrous and viney. But uh, they have a, a very watery, like a water, like a watered-down watermelon flavor, and it's it's pretty nice. It's pretty delightful. So pumpkins, you can do those as microgreens as well. They're not something that we didn't sell any, or we just had people try them and taste them. But another one that like blew my mind was borage. Borage is uh, indigenous to Ohio. It's a hibiscus. It has a the taste profile of cucumber It tastes just like cucumber uh, which is amazing that you can get the cucumber all winter long uh traditional cucumbers you can't really do that with unless you have a gigantic facility and you know deep pockets to get to that kind of level but sure uh that board it also makes a beautiful like blue star flower and uh we did a little research on the health benefits of it and it has mood stabilizing and antidepressant properties which We could all use a little bit of that in the crazy world we all live in.
0: Especially in the winter, you know, you're not getting as much sunlight, so being able to have the borage in the winter, that's nice. You're
1: exactly right. It's uh, fantastic. We've really gotten uh, into that, and the new rock star of uh, microgreens, which is cantaloupe. Um, We do the cantaloupe microgreens, and it it has taken off like a rocket ship, uh, the first melon of microgreens, and yes, it tastes just like cantaloupe with a little bit of a melony hint to it, but still cantaloupe nonetheless year round you can just eat handfuls of this stuff and just be just as happy as you are in the summertime eating a cantaloupe at a cookout oh
0: absolutely i you know that was one that blew my mind you know we we were visiting mark and uh he had these cantaloupes and he's like we just tried this you got to check this out and he had us try it and i was completely mind blown i think bob was equally mind blown We both just kind of stared at each other like, what did I just put in my mouth? It's a green little, looks like tiny piece of lettuce almost, and yet it literally tasted like I was biting into a fresh piece of cantaloupe. A little less sweetness, but the flavor was
1: insane. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite parts about this whole thing is is watching people's brains kind of short circuit and melt. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's why it says like on my business cards, it says blowing people's mind one microgreen at a time because... uh, well, at the farmer's market, we, I refer to it as the face. I'm like, like here it comes. Here comes the face. And they're just like, looking at me, like, what are you talking about? Well, then the flavor kicks in, and they're just like, their whole face just changes. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the face. And they're like, how would you know that was going to happen? I was like, I do this all the time. Like, yeah. I, and I really enjoy that, you know, especially um, parents, you know, moms uh, trying to get their kids to eat vegetables. They have a preconceived notion of what a carrot looks like. You give them a carrot top, they don't know any different. They're like, oh, it tastes like carrot, it's good, I like it. And the mom's just sitting there looking at me like crazy, like, what What do you mean? My kid likes carrot, I can't get this kid to eat a carrot for anything. <laughs> my <They're> like, son, <laughs> yeah, yeah, your son, exactly. Yeah, that was a perfect example, yeah. you know. And, and but that happens on a weekly basis, you know, families come by and you know, th- their kids won't eat cantaloupe, but the mom will hand it to them, and they're like, oh, that's good, and next thing you know, they're like, buy some of that, mom, so they're looking at me like kind of confused, and I'm like, yeah, your kid likes this stuff, they're just, they've already got a preconceived notion of what, right? you know, like what a corn looks like, or what a carrot's supposed to look like, uh, it's just in a different format, and and it melts their brains. You can literally see it oozing out of their head sometimes. <laughs> right.
0: Well, and you're getting all the fiber benefits, the nutrition benefits, the you know the water, the moisture content in there, without all the sugar of the right. mature fruit and like in corn. You know, there's a lot of starch and, and things in there, so you're omitting a lot of that. So from a health standpoint,
1: well, the biggest part of it for me was the um, the premium. So you're putting premium fuel in your system, so it burns a little bit faster, but you're getting higher you know, quality. I guess the best way I could could describe it is just like a car. If you put premium gas in a car all the time, it's always going to have less maintenance. You run off cheap gas, you're going to have to go to the mechanic a little bit more often. Uh, And so for another side of it is like I can't digest carrots, like the roots. So for me to eat a handful of carrot microgreens and be able to digest it without any issues. That was what got me into this. Uh, same thing with the corn, same, even broccoli. If I eat a head of broccoli, it, it'll tear me up. Like it's not, it, it fights all the way through the system, but I can eat you know, a pound of broccoli and microgreens and it doesn't even phase me. I don't even have an upset stomach or anything. So the, mm-hmm. the digestion and, and the, um, the way it breaks down is a lot easier for the body and the system it doesn't have to spend all that time and energy and effort to break it down the root which i do not uh you know hate on traditional farming it is what's paved the road to get us to this point so i love traditional carrots i love traditional corn i can't uh, emphasize that enough that i'm not anti traditional veg <laughs> i still love them just as much as everybody else does so i don't like you know crap on them for you know, being traditional or old school. No, I just stumbled across the. Um, you know, it's it's evolved. You know, and we've as humans, we're always constantly evolving. So we're finding something that can digest a lot easier, and you get premium uh, premium mileage out of your you know fuel intake.
0: Well, and from a growing standpoint, they're really simple to grow and they don't take up a lot of space. So um, go, let's talk about some of the basics of, of how you grow microgreens, because you don't go outside and dig a hole and put a seed in like you do with traditional, you know, planting and you don't plant one or two seeds at a time. So tell us a little bit about how do you grow microgreens or what is what is that, that makes them microgreens as opposed to just a shoot?
1: Yeah, it's a big difference from uh, urban farming, indoor, vertical farming is really what I do. And it's vertical hydroponic. So I use a soil that's a hydroponic medium soil. So it, it's neutral medium, and, and I, but I buy the antimicrobial. And what makes it antimicrobial is they just run it across a conveyor belt and heat treat it to kill all the microorganisms and bacteria that's already in the soil. So it gives you a better, it doesn't kill at all. But it gives you a better chance of a higher success rate of planting m- lots of seeds, because what I do is I, I put a thin layer of the soil, of the, the, the soil, the hydroponic soil that we use, in the tray, and then I'll get our seed ratio, depending on the variety it is, and then I'll sprinkle it across, and then uh, I'll stack them five high and put a cinder block on top of it. And when I get to that part, everybody's like, what do you mean you just put a, yeah, just like a cinder block outside of your house, <laughs> you put that weight on top of it, and they're like, why do you do that? Well, the reason why is because uh, that pressure, that's they're un, they think that they're underneath the soil, so they all have to work as a team to lift up, because their success rate is all based on the teamwork that they all put in together. It's a partnership growing scenario Mm -hmm. and it it pushes them all. It pushes it after three days, that cinder block will almost fall over. If I don't get there by mid third day, like I'll be picking up trays of microgreens and chunks of cinder block off the floor. So
0: (laughs) It's crazy. I've seen this. And when he told me initially that, you know, he does the cinder block thing. I was like, what? And then he showed me one that it was time to take the block off of. And sure enough, these greens were super strong, mm-hmm. but not tough. But they were good, solid, strong, and only the strong survived. So he got a great germination rate. And they you didn't have any problems with mold or mildew because of yeah. the substrate
1: you're using right yeah, it's very minimal uh um, I'm starting to develop some humidity issues just because of the sheer volume in my square footage uh but I've got things in the works to rectify all of that too but um it, it can definitely get funky quick if it's super humid uh there's a happy medium like there's a they like it just like we do, you know seventy degrees and sp- between 40 and 60 humidity. They're happy, happy campers. Uh, If it gets a little bit hotter than that or a little bit more humid than that, then we start running into issues. Uh, And then I just eradicate that issue as fast as possible and then just move forward. Uh, it does happen, even even if there's perfect conditions. Every once in a great while, it just does happen. It's just part of it. Yeah. Uh, but that's just part of monitoring every single one of them on a daily basis uh, as I water every single day. Uh, there is no days off when you're a microgreens grower. We um, have to have people watch. Instead of watching our pets, we have people water our microgreens so, so we can go out of town for a day or two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and it's a it's very meticulous process of making sure you've got just the right moisture ratio too so mark has really got that down to a science he knows exactly how much moisture they need and he's got sprayer setups that he uses to to rapid and to broadcast um moisturize them uh, by watering because you also can't have them sitting in water and they're right. not really in technically it's it's a soil I guess but it's more like a substrate yeah so it, you gotta make sure you get them watered right so that they're getting the nutrition they need still to pop too
1: yeah it's pretty much like a flood and drain scenario that soil that, that hydroponic soil since it's such a light medium I just water them for 24 hours so I can come back the next day at the same time and they're they're almost dried out If they start to fall over, that's perfect, because that means I know they've drank every single scrap of the water out of that soil. They're as strong and happy and even stressed a little bit, which is good for them. Uh, And then I continue just to keep watering as normal. Now, if you miss it for a few hours or you get delayed and you come back and all the trays are laying there dead, it's happened. And it sucks because you've got a couple weeks into it, but it doesn't happen near as often as it used to uh, And I'm starting to kind of figure it out a little bit more and more on how to die. It's all about dialing it in and your conditions uh, square footage humidity moisture watering schedule seed ratios There's so many nuts and bolts and that's where my severe ADD got a hold of this is like Oh, there's so many different nuts and bolts and levels and I can grow 20 different varieties per six different companies and this this and this and it, it it's fantastic like my AD, it it's actually made me calmer in my day to day knowing that i have it exhausts me mentally uh and physically because i have to do all the manual labor that goes along with it which i call the unsexy side of being a business owner but
0: i love <laughs> to grow
1: but there's also a lot of emails a lot of phone calls a lot of coordinating sure. deliveries uh it it can be pretty pretty crazy at times
0: Yeah, they can only imagine. Now, you know, we talked about using the uh, microgreens for pictures and some of the the fancy gourmet meals and things, but... What else can you use with, like, the microgreens for? I mean, do you only eat them as a salad? I know there's a lot of different ways to use them, and I know you use them in pretty much every way possible. So tell us about what you do with them then.
1: Um, Salads, smoothies, sandwiches, uh, stir fries. Throw them in at the end when you plate. You don't want to cook them in there because they're real small and thin. They kind of just liquefy if you cook them in there. But if you throw them on your plate when it's time to eat, uh, they can really still hold up pretty well and give you that punch of flavor and nutrition and really accent any dish um but you know any even just a, a say a, a cheeseburger for instance instead of lettuce putting on a cheeseburger put some wasabi microgreens and it'll change your life uh, <laughs> your yeah. radishes just any one of these varieties even carrots you, you put any one of these on i like them on my omelets my eggs um, every morning i pretty much make eggs and uh, i go back and forth between cilantro or um Wasabi, which is really fun. so I've never really get bored especially with all these different varieties. We've all choked down 10,000 boring salads and we don't have to choke down 10,000 more boring salads. We can mix them up uh, with all these different varieties with taste, flavor, nutrition, and so many different facets. And everybody's taste buds are different so some people are not going to like the carrots. That's all right. I know I've got 12 other ones that you'll definitely love, so.
0: Sure. I, you know, that was one thing I loved. You know, we made salads this this past summer and we got some some microgreens from Mark. And we started out with just a boring, plain, regular, traditional lettuce salad. And then to that, we added some chopped up carrot microgreens. And we added just a little bit of the basil microgreens. And we added some pea microgreens, the, you know, sweet peas. They Oh man, they were so sweet. <laughs> and a little bit of the wasabi and some radish and some beet. And we we just we just took all these and chopped them all up and it literally just looked like a bowl of a variety of lettuce and yet when it was all said and done i just put a little bit of vinegar and oil on and even that it was a small amount tossed it together and it was one of the most flavorful salads i've ever had i didn't need a whole bunch of sopping dressing because yeah. the flavor punch from these things is just yeah, mind-blowing they, they
1: could definitely supplement a lot of flavor that you don't really see until you take a big bite full without any dressing on you're like Holy crap, what is going on in here? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, carrot microgreens. Add that to some apple juice when you're making a smoothie. Oh, man. It just really kicks up that sweetness. I was blown away. The carrot microgreens are sweet. They
1: are. They're and fantastic.
0: It, it doesn't seem like it should be. They they look like they should taste leafy and lettucey, but they just don't. Right. Um, now how do you store the microgreens so do because you can't keep them on the tray forever or they'll right.
1: just grow so once they hit their peak and it's harvest time uh we harvest them and then is what we do is what the best practice that i've found and i haven't really found any other microgreens companies doing this and i don't i wouldn't dare to say that i'm the first one i'm sure there's other ones that have but what i stumbled across and uh, my thought process is pretty common sense and basic why don't i try produce bags that they sell at the grocery store so What I do, I ordered some off eBay and I tried it out and they're the exact width of a paper towel. So we fold a paper towel in half, uh, put it at the bottom, put our microgreens on top. They're very inexpensive and they can last three or four weeks in uh, one of these produce bags with a paper towel. I always tell everybody to swap the paper towel out because if it gets soggy, it's because it's uh, grabbed a hold of the moisture and the gases from the cut microgreens but if you put a dry paper towel in there we've had four or five even six week accounts but i don't tell everybody like the last six weeks i always say three to four weeks just uh because i know they'll definitely last that last that long even our clamshells we put a little uh, paper towel at the bottom of it <clears throat> and then give little instructions with everybody like swap out that paper towel and they'll still keep a lot longer than you know, because you go to the grocery store and they have rode around on a truck and sat there for days before you show up to buy them, I do things different. I cut to order. So anytime somebody places an order or at the farmer's market, I literally harvest it right there and put it in the bag and take it directly to the customer. So I don't don't like them sitting around on a shelf and we don't have any wholesale at uh, grocery stores because I don't want I'd, I'd have to monitor them i'd have to go check on the shelves and make sure they were right and up to my standards which i'm already super busy and i, I don't want to even deal with that now once we get to a certain level i'll probably end up doing that but for now i want to keep it small and intimate and really focus on the quality of our product because it's it's imperative you know a lot of other microgreens companies struggle with this part of it and i feel like i stumbled across something that works really really well and it's um restaurant compliant like we put We date it, we put the name of it, what what kind of microgreen it is, how many ounces it is, and the date. And that's legal for any restaurant. So anytime the health department comes in, they find our microgreens, it's labeled, dated, and and weighed. So we've never had any issues with it. And uh, we are certified through the state of Ohio as wholesale producers through the Department of Ag, uh, which that was a pretty nominal moment and pivotal point in our company is getting that certification from being cottage law to wholesale legally.
0: Yeah, because there's a difference between just growing some produce in your yard and selling it at a farmer's market versus commercially producing a product that you're then selling to, you know, restaurants and catering companies and things. And that's, it's a big process.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, the, the certification itself, it was more of me putting... Like, just not knowing what I was up against. And it is, it can be very intimidating. This is the state of Ohio Department of Agriculture. It's a big deal, especially if you're a grower and you're inviting the Department of Ag to come and look at your grow. They look at grows all day. So, I, you know, it's just like coming over and inviting them to look under your, you know, under your shirt and see what your belly looks like. You know, you you don't want to. So you, it ended up being, a, it wasn't as bad as I worked myself up to be. And the guy, they were super great. They, they didn't even want to like fail me. They wanted to groom me and teach me to be compliant. So I always tell everybody, if you have to reach out to the Department of Agriculture for the state of Ohio, this is the only one I'm familiar with, uh, they're not here to shut you down. They're here to groom you and teach you how to be compliant, which was such a relief. After they left, I felt like a, like a gajillion bucks. Uh, and then it was like, okay, no more restrictions, let's go. So I started hitting all the restaurants and, uh, you know, I did hit a few grocery stores at first just to try and see if they bite on it. And, uh, I'm glad that those didn't pan out, but I've been hitting restaurants and catering companies like they're going out of style and and we're starting to get a lot of momentum with that. So,
0: and you're a no waste company for the most part, uh, you recycle your, uh, spent, your spent substrate. So once you've harvested the microgreens, the stems are left behind and you can't, You can't reuse that substrate once it's already been grown in, right? Correct.
1: Well, I mean, you could for your home purposes. If you're um, a hobbyist, that's okay. But for a professional who's doing a a, a repetitive fresh produce, I always want the same fresh, clean start, uh, and it comes across in my product. So that's where it's critical. But... Yeah, it's it's definitely important. <laughs> yeah,
0: so that means compost material that's available, and so there's that, yeah. and then um, you know the greens themselves are going out to to everybody. And what you don't sell at the farmers market, you're not getting rid of it in yeah, a traditional yeah. way. What are you? What have you learned how to uh,
1: do with those? So in 2021, we I really focused on um, becoming zero waste. It is important, uh, especially with this planet that we all want to keep around. It's pretty important for our existence uh i found a bunch of compostable packaging and labeling uh that was huge and plant-based materials uh that was a big part of it but then you touched on the compost side of it i've got totes and totes of compost piling up but it's not just it's not just trash this is premium compost of 20 plus varieties all decomposing at the same time. This is turns into, this is super food compost. Uh, so it's premium. So I didn't want it to go away. So I, I ended up becoming pre- really good friends with a, a traditional farm down in New Vienna, Ohio. They're at the second street market. Uh, one of the traditional farmers out there and we've de- become really good friends. He was telling me how he doesn't like to use chemicals or pesticides. He's all a natural farm, which I love that about him. But he was like telling me about his soil being depleted over the generations of over farming Mm -hmm. and how he's trying to put more compost and, you know, get that soil to come back to life. I said, well, I got all this compost that I really need to get rid of and it's piling up pretty fast. He's like, oh, man, if you tote it up and just, you know, I'll till it into my soil. And then it turned out to be this beautiful scenario where I take him my premium compost he retails it into his soil and then grows the fresh produce, which comes back to the very same farmers market. So the urban farms actually helping the traditional farm, which I feel is an honor to be able to help out traditional farming, which paved all the ways for all of this. And uh, we got rid of it all that way. But then the next step is the: what do you do with the microgreens that you don't sell? Give, donate, or eat. So we dehydrate them and turn them into a superfood powder, and we. D- sold the powder for a little while, but now we're kind of breaking into where we just capsulize it because, um, the, the taste was different and crazy and we had a lot of health benefits and people liked it, but just everybody lives crazy busy lives. So we capsulize it. So that way we can, you can take it medicinally as a raw herb, as a superfood powder. And we've got a lot of success. A lot of our customers that, um, that, that have tried it keep coming back and they've, told us a lot of stories about how it's cleaning up their skin, their, their digestion, their, um, just a lot of health benefits from it. So we're not letting a single scrap of anything go to waste. And, um, I'm thrifty like that I don't like the I don't like the waste
0: <laughs> so it's your own kind of version of, of a permaculture practice because you're using everything that you can yeah. and the trays that you're growing in those are all recycled you keep yep. using them over and over they get sanitized in between and reused so yep. it's it very it really is a beautiful thi- thing to see you know as as zero waste as possible you know with uh, restaurant compliance you know you have to use you know packaging that's compliant so mm. in that regard there's a little bit of plastic but otherwise you guys are doing some big things in the zero waste uh, area of
1: small business and that's it's not easy it's a lot harder than i thought it would be it is but i feel it's important for everybody you know if we all do our part and just try and put a little effort in that it goes a long way because there's a lot of people out there that don't really give a crap about this precious rock that we're spinning on and i want i want to keep it around i don't know about them but (laughs) for all those people that aren't doing that i'm trying to do my part
0: Yeah, I've always said that my goal in life is to leave this planet better than the day I was born. Mm -hmm. Because if I can at least carve out one little area where I'm at and make it a better place, then I've left a legacy. And I love that we share that same view. It's a really cool thing. Um, now, if you're interested in microgreens and you want to learn more about Mark at Dayton Microgreens, then you can go to DaytonMicrogreens.com. And from that website, Mark is an incredible person who has put a ton of research and information on his website. So you can find all kinds of benefits of all of the different uh, microgreens that Mark grows, as well as some that are up and coming or that may make a return that may not be in inventory right now. So you can learn about all the products that are available. You can if you're in the Dayton area you can purchase fresh organically grown locally grown microgreens now there is a distinction between organically grown and certified organic and um, it involves a whole lot of (laughs) uh, paperwork and uh, inspections and things to
1: get certified to be organic is a big deal and that is one that we will tackle when we get to that point but we don't use, all we, our practice is water, dirt, and light. That's all our, we don't use any pesticides, no fertilizers, no enhancers. Uh, we do use a food grade hydrogen peroxide for sanitizing the trays and cleaning the knives in between uh, harvesting. So, that, which is a completely legal practice in all restaurants. So, we're not doing anything that could jeopardize or hurt anybody uh, by any means. So kids can get a hold of this stuff and you don't have anything to worry about either. So
0: Exactly. So, you know, if you're looking for the best that you can find in the Dayton area for microgreens, definitely go to DaytonMicroGreens.com. You can place orders right through the website. And if you're local, uh, Mark will deliver to you. Yeah. Um, anytime, so pretty cool.
1: Sorry. Anytime you order more than one ounce, we'll deliver for free local. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of other companies aren't doing that kind of stuff. But uh, we're kind of cutting out the middleman in the grocery store and doing it direct from growers directly to your door. I will cut it off, harvest it, put it in the bag, and bring it directly to you for $12 is <laughs> really the minimum.
0: Right. And, I mean, for $12, you're getting some of the most nutritious plant life that there is available. Um, Mark also offers uh, do-it-yourself do kits so you can start uh, small and learn how to grow your own microgreens. So if that's something that you're interested in doing and you don't want to source all of the things yourself, he does have kits that are available. Um, it's a container as well as seeds and a small bag of substrate to get you started. So it allows you to kind of dab your toes into the waters a little bit. And you also sell the refill kits for the seeds.
1: Yes. Uh, we, we actually, you know, uh, to touch on this a little bit. It's a little bit more than just uh, grow your own kits. It kind of became when the pandemic happened and everybody got locked down, uh, the, the shelves on the grocery stores started getting bare and it started to get a little scary for a little bit. Uh, I turned around and I had twenty five flats going, and I knew I could provide for my family, and we would be just fine because I had a seed bank as well uh That was very empowering, so that was that that changed me in a lot of positive ways to where I want to try to empower as many people that are interested in growing their own sustainable food so we it 's an entry level you know it 's just a small little container. Uh, that you grow it in, it's got the detailed instructions, spray bottle, and a seed, you pick out one of the seed varieties, and then uh, it's 12 to 14 days, depending on the variety, uh, and it yields about an ounce to an ounce and a half, it's real fun, a lot of kids and families do it around the holidays especially, and then uh, the seed refill packs are like $2.50 plus tax, you dry it out, flip it over, rinse and repeat, you know, it's uh, and that soil just keeps getting stronger every time you do it, so it, it's been I, people call me on those things because I give them my contact information. I say, if you run into trouble, give me a call, and you would be amazed at how many people call me like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Uh, so, but I really enjoy it. My wife's very patient. She's, uh, she knows this is my calling, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So, she's, uh, I'm always just sitting over there talking on the phone about microgreens to somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is, you know, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with Mark that didn't end in us talking about growing <laughs> yeah. stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we both are passionate about it. It's fun. It is.
0: Um, you know, if you're wanting to learn even more about microgreens, if you're thinking about getting started with microgreens or if you're looking at opening a microgreens business and you want to learn about that and all that goes into it, it's a lot of information um we have a pretty big announcement that literally as of now
1: it just happened like (laughs) like 40 42 minutes ago yeah
0: it became official um there is a my microgreens masterclass uh dot com and content will be coming soon on that and the classes will be available he's got all kinds of packages available um Where you'll have multiple different options of learning the information and you're going to learn it from the Dayton Micro King himself, uh, which is pretty, which is pretty incredible because truly Mark has has turned a little hobby into a booming business that is absolutely growing by leaps and bounds and And he's changing the world for a lot of people who otherwise couldn't eat some of these vegetables, himself included. And myself, I have seen some health benefits in Mark. I can see the weight loss. I can see the the changes in his skin. And it's been a beautiful thing. You've lost quite a bit of weight with this. I
1: did. Last year, I lost 80 pounds. I have reversed type 2 diabetes. And my skin has cleared up from my eczema. And, uh, you know, being off all pharmaceuticals is a big deal for me because, um, I just don't want those chains attached to me and that stuff's expensive growing microgreens and eating and living with microgreens is significantly cheaper and much more rewarding than going to a pharmacy to pick up your meds. (laughs) It very much is.
0: And hey, if you want to learn more about Mark and Dayton Microgreens or to purchase your own uh, do-it-yourself kit to learn how to get started, to buy refill kits for that pack and more, definitely go to DaytonMicrogreens.com and stay tuned to his social media. Um, You're on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. I've seen you on there, yeah, Twitter.
1: We, we, you, YouTube. I'm locked out of YouTube. But we'll get that straightened up. Yeah.
0: Soon. <laughs> um, so you can follow Mark on all his social medias at Dayton Microgreens and uh, stay tuned for the launch of the My Microgreens Masterclass oh, I'm content. I'm
1: so excited. So
0: soon that he's he's also got some pretty awesome things. He's got two mixes that are Dayton Microgreens exclusive. Yep. So we got a brand new one that hasn't officially launched yet. Yeah.
1: I, I won't tell the name of that one yet, but I will say about our our custom blend that you can only get exclusively here at Dayton Microgreens. It's the only place on the planet that's got it. It's called Weapon X uh, I didn't know what to call it it was an experiment and then finally I couldn't come up with a name so I just made a label for it and uh, it turned out to be an amazing mix where it's broccoli Brussels, red cabbage, kale uh, red garnet, amaranth and spicy salad mix and fenugreek. It's like a 10 or 11 different varieties all growing in the same tray at the same time You want to talk about a nutritional powerhouse. Um, My juicing community, my powerlifting friends and juicers uh, reached out to me and say, hey, why don't you grow all these, uh, the most nutritional blend you can? And I put it off for a long time because I didn't know how to do a custom blend. I didn't really know what I was doing. I knew how to do the microgreens, but this was kind of, I wish I would have listened to them sooner because we sell three times as much as that custom blend as we do everything else. Uh, And it's been a a wild roller coaster.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much Mark for talking with us today. Yeah, I am loving watching your business explode. It has been so much fun working with you and learning about microgreens. Yeah, thanks. And uh I appreciate you being with us today. I know you got things to get to today, so I will let you go, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank
1: you for having me. This has been amazing and I cannot wait to talk come back and talk about the future uh and the, the past that we were about to go through here in a minute.
0: It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's exciting. It really is. Thank you, Helen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. And, hey, if you like this episode, don't forget, make sure to give us a follow. Uh, share this podcast with somebody that you think might be interested in microgreens. Because I'm telling you now, if you have not yet checked out microgreens and get started, got started in that, you want to get started because it is such an incredible game changer for you. You can find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Hogs and Hens. You can find me on Instagram, Hogs and Hens Urban Farm and you can find us on Facebook, Hogs and Hens Urban Farm, and you know you can always check us out at hogsandhensdayton.com. Good luck, and I hope your garden grows great.